Okay. In the creative process, there are two separate yet equally important mentalities. The daydreamers, who synthesize new combinations, and the pragmatics, who stress test new ideas. This is a marriage of two such people. The recordings are not rehearsed. The ideas are real. This is Pitching Ideas with Wifey. Hi, Miss Miterbaum. Hi, Mr. Miterbaum. Oh, it's been a while since we actually did the last podcast, like, what, a month ago? I hear that a lot. Every time I watch a new video on YouTube or I listen to a new thing, they're like, sorry, it's been a while. Life gets in the way. Yeah. But it's been at least a month. <laughs> yes. At least. And we would have got to this a little sooner, but, you know, yeah. someone got distracted. Mm-hmm. Mostly you. Mostly me. Okay, so, <laughs> you have the list of ideas for today? Uh, they're on the dry, uh, dry erase board. <laughs> Do you know what they are? Uh, chair code. Okay. Chair code. I think that equates to Hello Google because I never know what you're talking about at the beginning, but okay. Yeah. Chair code. Uh, an exploration in the idea on classifying telejobs. Hmm. And the latest one, which is I, uh, just a basic website. Hmm. Which is, uh, uh, I don't, I don't have a name for it, but basically it's second screen. That's not a bad name. Yeah. Pretty basic. If people don't understand what it is and you're talking about video game based platforms. Yep. I get you. So what you'd like to do is make a site that is a culmination of all games that have second sight, second sight, second screen. That's another video game. I love that video game. <laughs> second screen capabilities because as of now, you have to look up each game, not just the option. You have to scroll through a whole bunch of Reddits and video game To forms. find an answer. Yep. I gotcha. Uh, chur code is basically, uh, brochure codes. Okay. Uh, it's a form of app that, ba uh, displays brochures, but it gives the digital copy to the person. But okay. in order to get the digital copy, you have to see the physical copy in the real life. So you see a brochure or something in the mail. And you want to throw away the piece of paper or don't want to take the piece of paper with you. But it has a little code on it that you would enter into the app and it would actually give you a digital copy of that brochure. Eliminating the physical junk yep. of your life. Yep. Uh, cutting down on excess uh, collections. Also allowing you to share it mm -hmm. and or post. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's yep. good. I was just reading a book today, and at the back of the book, it had about six little square tiles with different symbols on them for different websites and different forums that, ironically enough, I actually knew what they were. Uh, <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. You could click on each individual icon, and it would take you to whatever site it was, that version of the book, mm -hmm. or that forum of talking about the book mm -hmm. with one click. I thought was very cool. Nice. Uh, the very deep one, I mean, we've already blown through two ideas in the past four minutes. <laughs> uh, 
the very deep one is called telejobs. Okay. Uh, now there are very, very uh, various forms of telejobs already, stuff okay. such as like uh, doctors who operate or give advice to uh, satellite or, or uh, smaller clinics over screens. Oh yeah, like when you can't a uh, teacher can't be in the room, mm -hmm. but the class gets to meet and talk to a visual teacher. Yep. Like on the computer or the monitor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that way the teacher gets to stay in their environment but still gets to spread whatever it is he's teaching. Yep. I get you. Um, what I'm trying, what I, the idea is to start classifying different skill sets to expand the market as it were. Okay. Right now all it is is basically uh, Uber for people, which is like someone putting a tablet over their face. Basically. And having the, the person who wants to be at that con uh, convention, which is, I already talked about that idea in the past, uh, who wants to be at that convention uh, but can't physically be there. They pay someone to digitally appear for them. Yes. Well, not to physically appear for their digital visage. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like Sims. Yep. But I realize. What? Um, I've seen that movie. It doesn't end well. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, gamer. Not uh, not only Gamer, but the one before that. I don't uh, It basically was people can project into a robot. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. I don't remember. It's some, like... It's got Bruce Willis in it. Like, Segway. I really liked it. Or, uh, go-between name. One-word yeah. name. It was very good. Okay, continue. Well, this is a class of, uh, filing different skill sets for these telejobs. Which would then sh uh, show what type of license that person for the telejob would be. Basically, yeah. uh, one person at one distance and another live person or a robot at another area. Right. The What I had classified down as uh, actioner skills, mm -hmm. which was let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five different actioner skills, meaning that the person on the... A receiving end has to re have a certain license yeah. or knowledge of the field before obtaining that job. You're welcome. Surrogates. Nice. Yep. Surrogates. Surrogates. Very, very good film. Surrogates the movie. Completely off topic, but on topic. Yeah. You have to see Atomic Blonde. That is all I will say. Okay. So good. <laughs> oh my God. Is it still in the 80s? Uh, it's, no, it's earlier than that. It's... Late 70s, early 80s? It's man meets uncle. It's the man from uncle. Yeah. Meets ultraviolet. Nice. So it's Charlize Theron whooping ass in the time period of the Berlin Wall falling. Nice. It's very early good. 80s. It is very... Very good. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> well, back on to the actioner skills, which classifies the person on the other end, the live person on the other end, retaining uh, a certain amount of skill sets or licenses mm -hmm. to actually help the professional on 
the in the distance. Correct. The first one is none. Basically, they don't need to have any skills. They just need to have... It's me. ...some physical body that can move back and forth, whether it will be in a wheelchair or an actual uh, just walking around from probably from the ages of 16 and up, depend probably 18 or 21 more because of a certain age restriction in the areas. You know, the thing, too, it's a vicarious. Uh, it's kind of like the GoPro videos. Yes. Where and you could see from that person's physical point of view skateboarding and mm -hmm. bike riding and swimming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So someone who's unable to experience those things can pay for a specific experience tailor-made the way they want it and then put that out there and someone who has the skills to be able to pick up that job mm -hmm. can pick it up and then record the audio and send it back. That actually explores two That's different... That's like some VR shit. That, that actually explores two different vari uh, variations that I didn't... I wasn't thinking of at this time, which is the professional... Yay, I left the bed! <laughs> the professional is on the receiving end uh, doing the skills while the uh -huh. person of the skills is on uh, let's, the accepting end. Let's the, boil it down. The, uh, so if you have a child who is physically handicapped mm -hmm. and they can't experience even something as basic as bike riding yeah for themselves mm -hmm. but vr is the thing mm -hmm. so you can pay someone to ride a bike yeah around your house around places that your child's seen the park they go to nice stuff like that it can be a real world thing not just a random video mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be a kid because it's from a personal point of view it just has to be the recording yeah you can you can do it yourself mm -hmm. And you could go out and record it specific. You could set up the map, the trait you want it. You can cut and fold the video and then stream it through, download it, and put it on the kid's VR. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Now he's riding a bike. Mm -hmm. And people take stuff like that for granted. But you don't. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. The second uh, skill set is being able to take mobile instructions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, meaning that you have to have certain... Uh, physical capabilities to accept uh, instruction, instructions from the professional end and then fulfill them, mm -hmm. such as sorting boxes, looking for materials, uh, going through a warehouse and trying to look for something. You Go have... to my storage unit and find box 17B, Yeah. find mm -hmm. file 27, stuff like that. Yeah. So you physically have to be capable of doing that. Yes. And that's something you have to list on your resume. Yep. Of available tasks. Like, if you are a certified chef, you can obviously cook. Yeah. And they can watch you make a meal that they can then make themselves. Yes. Which would be a little more interactive than simply reading the recipe. Because when people cook, it's a dash of this, it's a pinch of that. None, things aren't always measured. And so getting to physically see in real time... Which people are very... Someone people. makes something, you're more likely to pick up on it. And that can branch to anything. It can branch to crafts. Mm -hmm. You can watch people glass blow which is from what, their perspective. Yeah, which is what uh, people is are exploring like, into. I like this. Um, the, I thought this meant I like it. The third uh, well, tier mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. skilled instructions. Meaning you have to know the terminology... The correct terminology. The correct terminology. The at least have the basic understanding of what you're dealing with. 
what you have to uh, know. You're not winging it. Yeah, you're not winging it. You're not. Uh, you actually have. Uh, let's say veterinary work. You have to have to know at least know what medicines which. Yeah. And and within time. So what I spanned it to is massage. Mm-hmm. Seeing someone giving an actual massage using the correct terminology is different than seeing an offshoot video from someone's cell phone as they'd be like, massage the shoulder. That's not the, that's not what it's called. Yeah. And that's fine. Some people would prefer that, but some people would prefer the actual terminology. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. That, that requires at least, uh, that goes from none, uh, which is going to be a entry level job. Uh, mobile instructions, internship, skilled instructions, still internship, but training a little bit more, uh, more for the job. And then down to the second bottom, which is assisted instructions, meaning that both people uh, do have about the same knowledge or the same licenses. Not maybe not the exact same licenses. Maybe one's a little bit more than the other. One has a bachelor's degree, while the other has a master. I understood, sweetie. Yeah. Assistant instructions, meaning that uh, the person is capable of going over there and they're conferring and actually having kind of like a partner in crime to sort out the problem. I like it. Which is... A, yeah. This is reminiscent of the psych episode where he's in the hospital with his... Uh, he got surgery on his appendix mm -hmm. and he wants to be a part of the solving of the crime. So they take him out in tablet form. Yeah. And he's like, put me up higher, Gus. I can't say anything. Fucking <laughs> ridiculous. And I liked it, though. The very bottom one is intuitive instructions. Hmm. Meaning that the person on the other end does have uh, capabilities equal to the person on uh, online. Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's overlapping of uh, other stuff, but it, it allows additional assistance or eyes on the scene for someone who's actually going to understand what you're talking about yes less explaining yep they'll they know when uh they have to concentrate but they also know when that they have to bring attention to something else like go back to your left now that's for like uh uh, two live people on both ends of the uh, a connection. Mm -hmm. There are obviously telejobs where there is a person on one end who needs basic skill sets to cover different jobs of making sure the robot is running or or the robot is going the same direction or keeping an eye on uh, certain things for... Uh, you know what else? What's that? It could be a trade-off. Let's say I want to experience the Louvre, mm -hmm. and someone wants to experience our shitty-ass museum. Yeah. Well, we could trade. Mm-hmm. Date and time, setup. They can experience ours as if they were there. I can experience my, theirs as if I was there at a different time. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of slick. I like it. Mm -hmm. Let's not get into the adult version of this, but... No, there's there's plenty of... Uh... Adult applications. There's plenty, plenty of VR experiences for adulthood. Um, that's a little different than what I'm imagining. No, I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about the same thing. Are you? Yes. What are you talking about? 
uh, reverse cowgirl? No. No? No, I'm not thinking of position. Seeing a VR simulated oh. experience is different than physically watching two people have sex. Oh. So you're the one... Okay, let's just make it easy. You're the guy. Mm-hmm. You're watching the guy yourself mm-hmm. in the video have sex with a woman. Mm-hmm. A physical woman. Okay. Like, it's real. It's not a simulation. Okay. And you get to see it from that person's point of view. Okay. As if you were them. Okay. But ahead of time, you get to direct the scenario. They already have most of that, but not in the first person view. Mm-hmm. It's basically, uh, uh, now. And it's not like a guy picks up a hooker. It's a couple. Yes. Who are okay with the situation. Literally, there is an economy like that. There are websites. Well, you ain't been telling me stuff then, because. Well, we need to save money. I need to Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So far on recommendation, we have point of view porn, surrogates, and atomic blonde. There's a little variety for you. Some Sykes mixed in there. Yeah. I was going to make a Bones reference as well, but I'm still a little raw from that current episode, so we're not going to comment Remember on Fringe? Uh, do I remember? Mm. When uh, Walter... I don't had- think I remember Fringe. <laughs> when Walter... Uh, the specific timeline Walter uh couldn't leave the lab so he basically had uh you're naughty wow i can't even think of her name wow you're bad yes i am olivia really i want to say no no who are you talking about the one where we keep on messing up the name we, you, and Walter, and I'm not going to tell you now. Damn it. That's what you get. Yeah. Okay. Astrid. So, <laughs> it's so funny because after a while she just accepts that he's never going to get her name right. All right. Moving on. Was that the last topic that you had? Yeah, it was. Okay. So now I'd like to branch a little. You always like to branch a little. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I retract my statement. That's the end of the podcast. Everybody have a good night. I have. I still haven't even got you the Ask FM questions, and that's my bad. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So on a different topic, my cat. We're in the living room, and all of a sudden we hear this like loud. Thank you for stalling. Weird noise, and he thought it was my phone because I had the speakers hooked up at the time, and I'm like, babe, it's not my phone. And like I unplugged it, and I'm like, see, look, <laughs> nothing changed. And I, he doesn't get up, of course, but I babysat toddlers, so I know something's going wrong. And I come down the hallway, and the cat knocked over our goodie box, and my vibrator is just vibrating across the floor. And I'm just like, is this a joke? And I'm like, where was this strength like two nights ago? You could barely like move, and now you're like, must move. This is ridiculous. The cat knocked something around in there. So, of course, when it fell, that scared the cat, but then it kept making noise, so he flew out of here like a bat. He yes. was gone. And he's still scared he of was, the bedroom. He was still a little terrified. I mean, that was you get for jumping on shit. But anyway. But yeah. I totally forgot to set my phone on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> oh. Even though it's 2.08 a.m., there's still people who would call me. It's 12 in the work. morning, honey. It's not 2 in the morning. 12, yeah, sorry. This motherfucker. I'm in the middle of a series of five books that I started reading today at one o'clock. I'm on book four out of five. But that's only because book three isn't available, otherwise I'd be on book three. 
Three is unavailable because apparently there were too many um, typos. So I have to wait. Yeah, that sucks. Doesn't make me happy. They're like, oh no, oh no, oh. we we we, no. we can't. We have to uh, stall it because the first person who uh, got it wants to review it, but then sent a request in saying there's a typo here. Yeah, the three out of the four books I've read all have typos. Suck it up. Yeah. If you can't figure out what the word was supposed to be, just stop reading. <laughs> all right. Here's the Ask FM questions from my husband. Better late than never. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. How do you spend time in the autumn usually? <laughs> At work. In sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like I spend every other fucking season. Burritos under blankets. And oh, I'm pillows. not answering this one. Neither are you. What's your full name? Yeah, no. That's not going to happen. I it's... am Princess Consuelo Banana Hammock. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Princess Consuelo Banana Hammock. And your crap bag. Uh, and if what? you don't no. get the That's her husband's name. No. Yes. My name. I don't think I'm saying it all right. It's Princess Consuelo. Oh, shit. I don't remember. It's like Princess Consuelo something banana hammock and he's like do you know what a banana hammock is and she was like no and he tells her that it's a speedo and then since she won't change her name back and he she doesn't get the implications of why it's a big deal he legally changes his name to crap bag and he's like introduce me to your friends she's like this is my husband crap bag he's like hi nice to meet you <laughs> it's very funny it's from friends okay what's what's your what's your full fake name what would your full fake name mean if you could choose We'll switch the question up a little. Uh, My fake name. Eduardo Efrain. I need a pen. <laughs> Eduardo Efrain uh, Schmidt Taylor. That's awful. Yes. The it first is two was. Yes. Good. You lost me after yeah. that. Um, <laughs> if I had to pick, my full name would be. Marina. Marina. Thrace. Thrace. Doesn't that sound pretty? It does sound pretty, but I'm pretty sure that some people would. It doesn't have... match me at all. No. Okay. Hey, it's pretty, you bastard. Shut up. <laughs> oh, can there be friendship after love? I'm assuming that insinuates that you broke up, which means you weren't in love. So I'm gonna go with no. No. It's um, a paradox. The, on, the, on, the only reason why people can. Uh, still be friends in love is that the both sides of the party are equally strong enough in their identity to not rely on the other person to <laughs> sorry <laughs> continue dr phil <laughs> it, bas it basically means that the person understands that the other uh member of the party is their own person and does not necessarily need them but they also don't need to rely on them, even though they can be friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no. I was going to say that the only reason people stay friends after they were in a relationship and or in love is because while the relationship won't work for whatever toxic reasons, both sides are still like get at that shit again mm. that's what it comes down to both sides are secretly hoping that once they grow and change that they can get back together maybe not to the same depth of together but they're both still hoping it's going to happen that, that still relies on their identities as 
being someone has to be with them. Hey, you don't got to worry about it because I'm never going to let you go. <laughs> Whether or not you want to. Misery on my ass. What don't gift? Do, don't worry. I do this because I love you. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what gift will you never forget? The car. That was your response last time. Yeah, but it's still something that immediately comes to my mind. Well, fuck you too. What gift will I never forget? What's the first thing that comes to mind? You don't want to know. Go ahead. No, you don't want to know. Uh, the blowjob book? <laughs> I bought that for myself so that doesn't count. <laughs> it was a gift for me because I was treating myself. I was treating myself. It was seven ninety nine, and it was worth it. <laughs> Just for the giggles. Um, I guess the gift that I will never forget... I hate you, is being pregnant, however brief. Yeah, I'm sorry, Yeah, baby. that's what you get. Uh, what... <laughs> what is it? What is your best childhood memory? Uh... I'll let you know. Not if being a child. Not being a child. That <laughs> <laughs> ass. My best childhood memory? You know that, what? That wouldn't be your answer? You're not mm. being a child? No. My best childhood memory. I got like three or four. I'm sorry. You can go. I gotta think. Um, See if I can dig one out of the recesses of the pit of my despair. Rock climbing in uh, Devil's Lake, even though I was afraid of heights. Brave. Uh, How old were you? Uh, about like 14. 13, 14. Wow. Including a harness and all that. Still. A pedophile. Picturing, uh, my, technically, picturing my 13, 14 year old technically self. Technically, I'd have been seven, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discuss this. Um, Continue. The. When I was uh, camping in, I think it was Cub Scouts, either that or early, but, uh, like Tiger Scouts or something like that. Uh, camping and then having to s take a pack up the camp because there was a tornado outside. Oh, damn. <laughs> they was like, what are you <laughs> Another one is when I was doing the... We were playing a flashlight tag out in the woods and my mother basically was like one of the uh, judges. Yeah. But we walked right behind her <laughs> into the enemy's base. Walked right past... Uh, a couple of guards. Nice. And then took their flag. So That's good. They, I like that. You look very happy reiterating this story. They had to change a whole bunch of sto uh, rules because of my mother. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good. Uh, How old were you then? Still about 10. Early, early, uh, early teens. Childhood memory. Uh, going on to the county stadium field for about three times. Because I was southeast Wisconsin's, I think, something smaller than that. A region smaller than that. Uh, southeast Wisconsin's top popcorn salesperson. <laughs> That's so random. 
I like finding three, out these little tidbits. Three times I did. Well, I can imagine that. You're very persuasive. <laughs> no, uh, what I, till this day, I still maintain the idea that even though I did patrol part, uh, blocks to see if I can get people to uh, sign up and do like in front of the grocery store uh, gigs. Yeah. I still maintain the uh, firm belief that my mother got at least 40% of those sales. Probably. Through, through her. That's what parents, well, good parents do. Yeah, sorry. Okay. My best childhood memory, get ready, is I was watching The Mummy mm -hmm. on VHS with my mother. And it she came said to the that part, with a grimace smile. With and it came mother. to the part in the film where uh, the head of the museum is reviewing the map that Evie brings him. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at it, and he seems interested, and he catches on fire with the the candle. And I was like, oh, he did that on purpose. And then they're, like, patting it out, and they're trying to stop the fire. And they're like, you burnt it. You burnt the part of the map. You burnt off the part of the map with the lost city on it. And he goes, it's for the best. And I was like, oh, he did do it on purpose. Like, I knew it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, my mom said something to me about being smart or or knowing something, or some some kind of a compliment. And that's probably the last one she ever gave me, actually. And it's kind of stuck in my head as the one time she wasn't a complete and utter bitch. Where she didn't actually use your intelligence. Or Against me. Your... Or for her benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Told you. Share the background. That ain't even a fucking... There's Maybe nothing the in the background. We made sure there was no noise. <laughs> You're funny. Share something from your background. We'll Share something from my background. <laughs> like I haven't done that already. Yeah, but go deep. Deep? Go something you've never told me. Something that I have never told you. So this is uh, Ask FM slash hard question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something... That I have never told you. And if you find out you have accidentally already told me, you just didn't remember. It's not a big deal. Uh, you just tell me a lot. Uh, there's nothing really that I stopped telling, trying to tell you. Uh... I can't really think of anything that's something part of my background that's... Okay, fine. Uh, Just share your background. Something. Anything. Something about you. I don't want to take this supervisor job. Oh, we gonna get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't. Then why are you doing it? Because it's uh, convenient for you and convenient for the job. Uh, why is it convenient for me? Because you... I don't know. I, I guess I'm just telling myself that it's convenient for you. And that makes it easier to take the job? Yes. I mean, if you want to go with that, that's fine. If it makes it easier for you to be pushed away, that you're being pushed, that you don't want to be pushed, that you can't not be pushed. Yeah. If it helps lube the entrance, <laughs> I get it. The only way it would be more convenient for me is if one... You actually start getting to use that big old brain of yours. And two, 
we're on the same shift. That's actually... That would be convenient. Yeah, next week is actually we're on the same shift, even though it's not the same days. Hmm. No comment. Uh, something from my background that I've never told you. I don't know if I've told you this. So I've been pregnant twice. Mm-hmm. Once with you. Mm-hmm. And once before you. Mm-hmm. Once, not once after, that'd be ironic. <laughs> uh, once before you. And I've miscarried both. So the thing that I haven't told you, I don't think. You do your rituals? No. Yes, but no. Is that the first time after the heartbreak, yep. I was relieved. Actually, yes, you have. Did I tell you that? Okay. Yes. That makes me feel good about our relationship. Because he was an asshole. Yes. And so at least I'm not stuck with that prick for a father to a child for the next whole eternity. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Uh, how do you... Sleeping? How do you spend the majority of your free time... Sleeping. Sleeping and killing things? Sleeping and playing video games? Oh. Yep. This motherfucker. Do you love pizza? If you do, what is your favorite toppings to put on it? Smiley face crying emoji, smiley face crying emoji, heart glitter emoji. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is my bad. <laughs> what? It's funny. What if I don't like pizza? What stupid ass question is that? I love pizza. You love pizza more than me. Oh, God, yeah. You pizza me out all the time. I try. But then I bring you other options, like pasta. Yes. Because you're loved. Yes. Uh, and getting fat. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is your favorite topping? My favorite topping? Of all time. One topping. One a uh, topping. One topping. A single topping. A uh, single topping. <sighs> I'd have to say pepperoni, only because I don't like sausage by itself. I like them together. But if I had to pick a topping, it'd be pepperoni. Black olives. Oh, that's disgusting. Folks, the things we learned today, <laughs> that is never going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. She, she hates anything. That's any, not meat. Any, any vegetable that is mostly made up of water, which is about 70% of them. No, any vegetable, sweetie. I like corn and potatoes. <laughs> what is the most useful thing, skill, habit of any nature... What the fuck? I'm sorry, this question is super convoluted. What is the most useful thing slash skill slash habit of any nature, personal or professional, you've learned slash developed in your life? What's the most useful skill that you have? <laughs> Let's just boil that shit the fuck down, because oh my god. What is the most skill uh, useful skill that I've... Uh... That you have as of now? Uh... Trying to think of different scenarios, which is also my drawback, which is overthinking. But this is not an interview, <laughs> and that's a bad interview question. Yeah. Mine? Probably. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. No. Um, mine is probably the ease in which I manipulate people. Not you. Calm down. Everybody else, though. <laughs> really? She, she tries to manipulate me a lot. I can't hear you. Um, no, it's actually really easy to do. Like, okay, for argument's sake, I was supposed to work today. 
Uh-huh. Okay. But at the last minute, your work switched your schedule around, mm-hmm. taking you away from your off day that we shared together earlier in the week and uh-huh. giving you today. Well, I worked today, so what good was that going to do me? Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get to see you. And so I brought it up at work, explaining how upset I was that I was going to lose out on my day off with you, that I had to work Friday. What, what good was it going to do me? Blah, blah, blah. I made sure to bring it up with an earshot. Of the one girl who could take my shift. Not directly talking to her, because that would insinuate I'm telling her to take it. Just with an earshot. So then I stopped talking about it and I walked away and I let her mind click. Now I knew she lost hours this week because she asked off for her birthday. So she'd want to get those hours back. Mm -hmm. Friday was a good day to work because we had an awesome crew on. So she comes to me less than a minute or two later and she goes, I could take your Friday. And I was like, it would really be great to see him. And I didn't say yes or no. I just walked away. Yeah. And she's like, oh. and I let her stew on it. She came yeah. back to me again. She's like, I could take your Friday. I could talk to Joe about it. You just put the request in home base and I could take it. I'm like, oh, I really don't know. She's like, no, no, it's fine. We can work it out. I need the hours anyway. You want to see your husband? Da, da, da. I let her convince me to let her take my shift. And hmm. now I got what I want. I'm off today with you. So, and she's at work. lesson one, always have... Uh, a position that is of that beneficial for you, but is uh... see now. I didn't ask her to cover my shift. She offered. Yeah, there's a difference. Point point one is basically having a plan that someone else wants to do. Yep, I you... made her be the exec executive executor of the plan. Yeah. She offered to cover my shift. Because if I asked her to cover my shift, then I'd owe her. But she offered to cover my shift. Therefore, I could be like, hey, you offered. And on top of that, she gained and I lost. Mm-hmm. I lost hours. She gained hours. Mm-hmm. So as far as it, she's concerned, she's on the up and up. And I'm just like, party in my heart. And on top of that, sorry, sweetie, she was like, I'll take your Friday if you take my Monday in QC, which is work in the oven. It's a stressful position to be in, but you also get to leave as soon as you're done. Whereas when I'm manager, I'm stuck there until whenever I'm finished. Mm -hmm. The girl I cashier with, she's always done right at close and she has to wait around for me. So now this way on Monday, I'm going to finish right when we're closed because I'm not stupid and I'll get to leave and leave her there to do all the paperwork by herself. <laughs> I don't manipulate you this way, sweetie. Because uh, yes, you, you know too much stuff about me. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Uh, lesson two, which is enforcing the idea that they want it, either through uh, rejecting them or ignoring them, meaning that they double down and want it even more. Yep. And number three, having to Make them believe that if it's some, uh, they earned it. Yep. It's good stuff. I don't manipulate you like this, sweetie. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes. No, look, and give me an example. <laughs> you totally did before this podcast. <laughs> I did not. Yes. Uh-uh. That's a lie. I just wanted to take a shower and put on my robe and podcast. But you were totally not wanting to uh, 
stay as professional as possible, even though you are not professional on this podcast. No, the fuck I'm not. You're totally not within your earshot. No, the fuck I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because they can't see me. Mm-hmm. So I could be sitting here fucking naked. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing they could see. So... To reiterate what I said before, it seems that you and I are the only ones oh, so true. that understand that being a supervisor is not about power or money. Nope. When you're offered a job to be supervisor at, a, at your work, it's you are only being offered about 15% more power <laughs> and... Maybe like the same amount of raise, but then 80% more responsibility. Oh, yeah. And you'll have to do anything you can to hold on to it because you're brand new. Yeah. It's like when you first start a job, you're at the bottom of the food chain and you work your way up. But the problem with working your way up is once you get to that higher tier, guess what? You at the bottom of that food chain, sweet cheeks, and you got to start over again. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, thank you. I hate the grind to level up. It's annoying. Well, your coworker doesn't realize that uh, when she accepted that job at a higher position, I tried to tell her that even though it does come with the ability to tell other people what to do, I mean they don't listen. Yep, and a pay raise barely. It also means that whatever you did to your supervisors is now going to be done to you. Yep, which is why it's funny. Yes. Because when we switched the other day, I went on the oven and she was shift because we're both capable of doing both. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say who's better at which, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Me. And I think what it is, okay, when I'm at work, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on work. I'm doing my job to the best of my ability to make sure everything is taken care of, make sure the customers are taken care of. I don't go on my phone. I don't, you know, downtime, yeah, you know, we'll stop. We'll check our phones. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll see if you text me, all that kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in it, I'm in it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not there to do other things. I am at work. I'm being paid to work. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Make sure my job is done right. No one else is at work when they're at work. And I don't mean like, you know, their personal life's intrude because that kind of thing happens. No, they're not there. Their mind is somewhere else. Their body is there, but mentally they're doing other things. Yeah, that's my and fault. I, I have that at my work. They're not, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And like, for argument's sake, when I'm on the oven, you never have to ask me for slices. Because guess what? They coming out. Mm-hmm. Two, if you do ask me, it's never going to be full. Because that means I haven't put it in yet. And I always got my oven on lock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two, if you do ask me what you want to bet, I'm going to know where it is without looking. Because I know when I put it in. I know what's in my oven. I could, they'll ask me. They'll be like, what do you have in the oven? And I'll be like, da 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 done. They'll be like, how do you know what's in there? Because I put it in there. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of my surroundings. Not I throw the food in and then I figure, oh, I've got 10 to 15 minutes to walk around and do nothing. No, I got tables to clean. I got pans to put up. I got prep to make. I got a line to fill. I got stuff to check. I got food to pull. You got to keep yourself moving. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is when she's in the kitchen, she acts like it's such an inconvenience for us to ask her to do her job. 
for us to be like, how soon on this slice? How soon on this slice? How soon on this whole pie? She'll give us an attitude. And I'm not talking like a joking, you know, you guys can't have any food. We're closed. No, she's serious. She's like, no, you can't have any. We're like, Sarah, just give us the damn food. Like, stop giving us an attitude. One, I'm sick and tired of it. Two, it's literally your job. Three, the customers can hear you, and I am sick and tired of having to play sorry makeup face because you couldn't keep your damn mouth shut. So when we switch roles, and her fat ass, she's not actually fat, is up front, and I'm on the oven, is so much fun. Because she'd be like, ah, I flicked my hair dramatically. She'd be like, how soon, Leah? And I'd be like, it's right here. And then she'd be like, where's this whole pie? I'd be like, mm, I just sent it up with the girls. I got it. Mm -hmm. And it's not to prove her wrong. You it's because I'm good at my job. Damn, Skippy. I've come in and QC'd for two hours, which is working the end of the oven, did prep for three hours, finished everything two hours earlier as prep than anybody else who can do it, while simultaneously doing my manager duties, kept getting caught up front to grab change, do refunds, take care of customer requests, in the middle of doing my prep. They normally take till 9. I finished all my prep by 7 o'clock. All the dishes are done. The floor is swept. The floor is mopped. Garbage is out. Line is flipped. Line is clean. Line is filled. Filled properly. Not half filled. Not, I feel like going to get sauce, so I'm just going to leave this pan completely empty. No. I set it up the way I'd like it to be set up for me. Properly. Okay? Then I go up front take down my drawers, do my manager paperwork, do all my jobs up front, help my cashiers do their jobs because I got my girls back, set up her salad bar cart so she ain't got to worry about it. She can just grab it right away at 9 o'clock and go, help her take salad bar down, vacuum together. I pull the tables up, she vacuums under them, put the tables back down. I don't got to do any of that. I could sit my happy ass in the office like every other manager does and literally do nothing to help them and then yell at them when their stuff's not done. Why are you doing that then? Right. Why, why but I that dig done? my hands in and I help. Which is why when I put in a request to a girl like, hey, can you come in and cover tonight? She'd be like, are you shift? I'd be like, yeah. She'd be like, hell yeah, I can come in. Because they know I got their back. Because they know if they come to me and they're like, hey, can I leave at 930 tonight instead of 10? I have a homework assignment. I'd be like, hell yeah, get out of here at 930. It's cool. I got the yeah. rest. Now, I'll take down some machine. I'll wipe the window. All the stuff that's got to wait till close. Got your back. That's, that's good boss, Leah. What is bad, bad, bad boss, Leah? Urinals. <laughs> what? That's my threat. Okay. I'm serious. Okay. We have two urinals in the men's room. And they're exactly what they sound like. Urinals. Mm -hmm. Pee all around the floor, all over the casings, all over the surrounding tiles, because apparently boys can't aim. Even though it's nothing but a big opening. I'm not talking about a little splashback. Talking about literally peeing words on the floor. Okay? Anyway. So, my threat is if you don't like what you're doing, you can go clean some urinals. Oh, does vacuuming look good now? That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. I'll make a motherfucker go clean a urinal. I ain't above it. I'll give him gloves. I'm nice like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, what uh, carrots you have, what's your stick? Huh? Remember there's a... The, oh, I know what you mean, but what do you mean? What your uh, the urinals is a stick, and what's the prize? What's your uh, carrot is basically helping them do their job. Oh yeah, I set up the racks for the girls. They have to take down the salad bar, which requires lids, gloves, towels, um, apron, 
on Saturday. Setup's a little different because we throw all the salad stuff out. So mm -hmm. I put on a spatula, some gloves, some garbage bags. I set up the rolly garbage can with garbage bags set up individually and knotted individually inside the garbage can so that they can't fall in when you're putting in all the heavy liquids. Mm -hmm. And I set it up in the wheel once so that when the guy taking out trash at night takes it out, he ain't got to carry all that heavy ass shit out. He can roll the garbage can out. Okay. And that way he doesn't have to worry about the bag busting. I knot each bag individually so there's that many more layers of protection in case the bag does get snagged and or ripped. I offer to take out the trash for them if they require assistance, which usually they don't, but the offer is there and they know that. I help the girls take down salad bar. If a customer comes in, they don't want to do salad. They hate doing it. And I'm like, I'll finish salad. Go get the guy. They take the customer. I finish taking salad bar down. What does, as a as an assistant uh, manager, what does she do? Okay, everything I just said, none of that. None of that? None of that. None of that. Well, one, she doesn't close, so none of those would be her duties. But two, as the assistant manager, I would assume that her job is basically to have my GMs back. Mm-hmm. Anything that he needs assistance with, if they need to call in Marchese, which is produce, mm -hmm. if they need to call produce in on a day that he's off, she should handle it. Yep. And not it, leave it and then tell him, oh, I didn't know what to order. Any, any days that he's not working, she's filling in. She's, okay, because normally, seven days in a week, he has two days off, she has two days off. So two mornings a week, she opens by herself, and two mornings a week, he opens by himself. The other five days of the week, mm -hmm. they overlap. And they work together, okay? That's not actually five, it's three, right? Uh, two, four, four, yeah, that's right. three. So, three days a week, they overlap. But otherwise, it's just one or the other. What's funny is, when he opens my GM, he'll schedule someone to do the opening oven. He'll schedule someone to do the opening prep. They do, like, the cheese and the dough and the press-outs. <laughs> And then he'll schedule an opening cashier who does salad bar. Mm -hmm. And maybe a secondary cashier who comes in at like noon or two, depending on what time the first girl leaves. Mm -hmm. And then it'll be him as the manager. And the reason he just schedules himself is because once he's finished with the floors and his paperwork and count in the drawers, he'll go and make prep with the opening QC guy. And now when the other woman opens by herself, the assistant manager, she won't go do prep. Ever. So he has to schedule an entire extra body from 9 a.m. to whenever because she won't go do prep. And if there isn't anybody scheduled or let's say argument's sake that scheduled person calls in, she won't go do prep. She'll just leave the guy hanging. She'll be like, oh, he can just do it by himself. Okay, he may be able to, but he shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. Okay? You're going to screw the entire day over because now he's hustling. He's got no help. He's agitated and he's pissed. Now he's going to take shortcuts. He's not going to do things right. And he's not going to have nearly as much time to do it the way he wants, which means not as much time to make prep later. Which means when the night crew comes in at 4 o'clock, guess what? We've got two pans of everything in the cooler, if we're lucky. That's enough to get through an hour, if we're not busy. And, assuming the prep comes in at the same time as he leaves. Sometimes prep don't get there till 5. So you don't even have enough prep to get through so your prep gets there. All because she wouldn't help. And it's not like it's a time constraint. Because she's capable of doing it. I've watched her make a pizza. She's slow as all hell. But I've watched her. Okay? Assistance is still assistance. Right. She's supposed to help. 
but she refuses, okay? Now, we open at 11. Her shift's supposed to start at 9. She comes in at 8.30 because she wants to be able to leave a half hour early later in the day, okay? So you're going to tell me from 8.30 to 11, okay? You can't, you can't help but prep. Really? 8.30 in the morning till 11 a.m. And you're going to tell me you need all that time. Yeah. That's two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me you need all that time to count three drawers and a safe. You don't do any of the paperwork. You don't check any of it. Because I asked her when I had to open one morning. I said, what What of the paperwork do I need to check in the morning? She's like, none of it. I'm like, what? She's like, well, I do the money and my GM does the cheese. Like, okay, so when he's not here, who checks the cheese yield? She's like, no one. So she just refuses to do it even when he's not there. She doesn't open the paperwork unless she needs access to it, even though she knows goddamn well we're going to need it later in the day. Yep. And now what's more, I caught her out on it, okay? When we get delivery, the cheese yield, which is where we record the cheese, has to be opened and the number has to be inserted for how much was delivered to make sure the numbers are correct for the rest of the week. Now, when I got in, she never has the cheese yield page open because she doesn't need it. So why open it? Okay. But when I opened it, the number for the delivery was already in there. So it had to have been open, mm -hmm. the number put in, and then closed again. Which makes absolutely no sense. Because if you already opened it, why would you close it? You know I need it later. Yeah. So I had asked my GM. I was like, hey, did you put in the Cisco delivery cheese? He's like, no, I didn't touch it. So she opened it put in the delivery number, and then close it again just to be a bitch. That's what she does. She makes things harder for everybody else. She does it on purpose because she doesn't like me. She does. She makes things harder for everybody else. <coughs> That's what she does. She's not an assistant. She just makes things harder. No, my boss, my GM, calls her a glorified cashier because she literally does nothing to help him. Now, what I've heard through the grapevine is that after the holidays, okay, they're rotating management from several, if not all of them. Mm -hmm. um, they're moving one of the store's managers to somewhere else and the one from the mall to somewhere else. And they're moving people around. Mm -hmm. And she's one of those people from what I heard. They're supposed to rotate her to a different store. Now, she's worked for the company for five years. She's been rotated out of every single one of the branches she's worked at. Now she's under the impression that it's because she's just that good and they need to send her to problem stores that need her to fix them. When in actuality, it's because the people who are above her because she's never in charge hate her and don't want to work with her anymore. But the company can't actually fire her just for being annoying as fuck. Mm -hmm. But now she's been stealing money, but apparently still allowed to work here. So, uh, what I heard was that after the holidays, she's going to be one of the managers being rotated the fuck out. And we are all hopeful. And what's funny is, the other girl I work with, Sarah, who's taking my shift today, she was like, well, you can be assistant. I was like, yeah, no. I was like, do I look like I want to work 10 hours a day? <laughs> no. No. I don't get to see my husband now. You watch your goddamn mind. I know for a fact that I'll be working uh, five days a week at eight, eight hours. But for uh, those same hours on my days off, plus four hours before and after, people are going to be calling me. Oh, God, yeah. 
yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Like, I understand that accepting the manager position, and I air quote managerial, is yeah, the path my, of least resistance my, as of now. My front desk manager, current front desk manager, says I'm a manager, but I'm not. You ain't gonna be managing nothing. Yeah. Just uh, like I'm a manager. And of my nothing. GM, uh, GM says supervisor. Which I get the feeling from my manager, he, I will be an assistant manager in the form of I will be doing most of the paperwork and grunt work. While he does nothing. While he does what he wants. Basically. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll do everything every once in a while, make sure everything's all nice and neat for him. Because otherwise he runs the risk of getting yelled at if the work's not done. But he's not going to do any of the actual work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I understand that accepting the manager position at this point is the path of least resistance. Because they just keep forcing it on you. But since you don't feel that you can quit... And yeah. find a new job. Pumpkin, what do you want? You've kind of got to accept it or put your foot down. I'm going to open up the door to let the cat in. Pumpkin. Hi. Hi, Pumpkin. Um, I mean, they can't make you a manager if you don't want to be. Just say no. That's, that's my issue is that I can't really... I'm... I'm not really the no type of person. Well, what's fucked up is the reason I took my job as a air quote manager is that I don't have to wear that damn hat. <laughs> is that wrong? I feel like it's wrong. And mm. then they installed a new policy where everyone, including managers, have to wear hats. Right And afterward. I was like, um, no, I only took this job to get rid of that hat. But I guess we're having problem with air quote hair in the food, but it wasn't our hair. Because every time there was a complaint, it didn't match anyone who was on shift. Like the one day, no one in the kitchen had hair. It was all guys. And I didn't make anything that day. Mm -hmm. And my hair was up. Like, my hair's always up at work. Should get in my way. But, whatever. So, they installed a new policy that everyone had to wear hats. Except, obviously, the GM and the assistant. Her ugly boy hair, anyway. But. Cat belly. <laughs> I circumvented it by asking my boss if I could wear a hairnet. And he said that was fine. Mm -hmm. So, suck on that. No more hats. No more hats. I never put it back on. I told him I couldn't find it. <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know where your hat is. I didn't. I wasn't going to look for it either, but I didn't know where it was. Either. I was like, yeah, I really don't know where it is. <laughs> I really don't have it. And he was like, we have new ones. I'm like, that sounds great. Can I wear a hairnet? <laughs> and he was like, you have them? I was like, yes, sir, I do. You actually I had some buy. Left no, I had some left over from the previous job. And then obviously I had Taco to buy hell. Yeah. And then I had to buy new ones. But yeah, definitely worth the investment. Especially since they match my hair color. Yeah black like my soul all right back to the topic i understand that taking the job is the path of least resistance because they're forcing you to take the job but i well, mean you can say no why why what was your advice for me on uh not taking the job well politely telling them to suck it no the other one i don't remember why do they want me to be uh, uh competent Oh, I told this dumbass, if he stopped being so smart, he, this shit wouldn't happen to him. Learn how, you, if you know how to do everything, guess what, you're doing everything. Yeah. 
That's me right now. I had to do prep and QC and manage three times in the last two weeks. Can't because I'm capable, now. now I have to do it. Bye, pumpkin. Because I can doesn't mean I won't to. <laughs> yeah. Um, from my point of view, the reason I say yes to accepting the job is, one, it might be enough of a shit shack for you to actually find a new job and quit properly with a two weeks notice and an actual set of new employment. Two... It does come with a raise, while it also comes with more shit. My point being, at least you're making a little more money while you're working there until you quit and find a new job. And three, you can take that title with you anywhere you go. Yeah. The title is, is can be beneficial. Even if it's not real. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's still something you did. So you can legally say you did it. Although there are going to be very few jobs... Well, not exactly jobs, but situations where it was more of a shit show where I had to work uh, with my brothers don't, uh, delivering newspapers, have another job, and still have to donate plasma for two years just to get food. That's not something that happens to you anymore, sweetie. I know. You're married now. It's going to be very hard to top that very low. <laughs> so you'll be fine. You're married now. I got you. I guess it's not it's not like you're even dating someone or you're living with someone. You is murid. Yep. You good. <laughs> I got you. See the issue is that he wants to just quit. Like I've done it. Just walk out and be like, "Okay, I'm done now. I can't take any more of this shit." Yeah. Problem being that we can't afford to live on just my money not for long. That's how it works when you make minimum wage. And if he quits and he doesn't have a replacement job... That's, that's something also that I wanted to bring up, is that the fact that they want to hire me. Now, I'm all for hiring people to give them a higher position because you recognize their qualities and all that, even though they, don't, they aren't licensed. My issue is that they're, hiring, they're most likely hiring me because even at a raise, I am cheaper than if they actually hired somebody who is qualified. Right. Who know one of the things that keeps sticking to me and bring uh, like itching at the back of my head is hearing the previous owners of the hotel talking amongst themselves saying that we need to hire people who don't know their worth. Yeah, that's every job. That's every company, sweetie. Some are just more subtle about it. Yeah. Your problem is that you think you're not worthy of the position. You think that you don't have the skills or the, you keep going back to licenses. Like somehow a piece of paper is going to be better than what you've learned and accumulated over the years. I don't have any kind of certification and I whoop my job's ass. Mm -hmm. It's all about field work. It's all about digging your hands into the mud, feeling it and finding what you're looking for. Yeah. And you also have your, your boss's back. Your Mm, no, I, your boss I, has your back. He does to a point. Yes. But even I'm not foolish enough to think we're friends. Yeah. I he, like him. He's a great boss. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to the two of us, it's going to be him over me. Mm -hmm. But I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. Your problem is that you don't think that you are qualified enough to do this job. And so you think that you're going to fail. And so instead of failing, you'd rather just jump ship early instead of hitting the iceberg. Guess what? You're still going to freeze. Mm -hmm. That's a good reference. I like that. <laughs> um, my point being, you think that they're only hiring you in this position because you're cheaper 
than someone new who's going to come in with fancy smancy papers that say they've already done this kind of job. Yeah. But what I'm seeing from my point of view is what you can get out of this. You can get this title that you can put on a resume for anywhere you go. Even if you don't take a job that supervisor in another company, guess what? Having that on that piece of paper, it matters. Put you in an entire another, it's a whole new plethora of possibilities open because of one tiny word, supervisor. That, no. And even if you don't want to do that position, it still opens the world to you. And it's not like I'm taking supervisor uh, because it's actually been given to me because right now I'm actually typing up. Uh, we're switching names at the hotel from one brand name to another. So I, right now, in my off time, not being asked, is typing up a training pack for new people. That's sweet. Hire. I can't talk smack because I used to do the same thing at my old jobs. Yeah. It's about efficiency and preservation of... That's my point. I'm, I'm, I'm That's doing, why they're hiring you. I'm doing uh, Gantt charts uh, for event chains oh, and all that. Uh, um, these are all things that I've seen online for like uh, for game software for trying to plan out games and all that. Uh, that I'm trying to apply for uh, my position and trying to plan out different ways to help the my. Uh, work business area uh work office grow and actually succeed instead of being stumbled up but we're still running into the same problem the gm doesn't communicate with everybody so when the day comes and he's pissed off and why these people aren't here is because he in his mind didn't communicate why he set it up that way to any anybody else I'm aware, sweetie, but you're aware. Since you know that's what he does, you can circumvent it. Do you understand what I'm telling you? If I know that the girl I'm working with has a habit of forgetting when we call back pastas, I can look her straight in the face and go pasta for drive. And then wait. When she pops back in the window, that pasta? Hey, that pasta? Or go make it myself. Mm -hmm. Either way, I'm using my knowledge of the situation to make sure it's done right. The girl I work with on the oven, she has a habit of just cutting stuff when it comes out and not checking where the hell it's supposed to go. So a small whole pie looks about the same as slices for the window. The configuration of the sausage is different, but the size of the pan is the same. So because she doesn't know what she put in the oven, she's going to start cutting it into small slices, which is not how you cut it for a whole pie. Which means whenever I put a small and I go, hey... Sarah, small in the oven, sausage, don't cut it into slices. She doesn't cut it into slices. Because now it's in her head that it's in there. Mm -hmm. And I went ahead and fixed it. Hey, Nate, we've got a party stick with this order. I'm going to send the cheese back. Then when I put the cheese in the sauce in the window, Nate, for that party stick, oh, yeah, yeah, let me put that in. Then when I see the breadsticks coming out of the oven, hey, Nate, is that that party stick? Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, that's, uh-huh, mm, yeah. Even though that motherfucker was going to put it in cups and put it in the window. That's what you got to do. You've been working with him a long time. I want you to be you, my supervisor. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know the kind of person that he is. Once you get a feel for the position, work around him. Don't work over his head because that will cause problems. Work around him. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Same thing as yours. Okay. We're going to call him Mike. Mike. So 
Hmm. You'd be like, hey, Mike, so did you talk to Bobby and Sue about da-da-da-da-da conference? And he's going to be like, oh, you know what? I don't think I did. Can you do that? Be like, sure, no problem. And you already did it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's more responsibility, but you're paving the road's bumps before you hit them. And I get that that's going to be a lot to handle and a lot to get a hang on, but it's going to save you time down the road. Now, I know you don't want to work there anymore, and I know you don't want to be a manager. But until you get your ass in gear and find a new job, you're stuck with it. Yeah, I have to find. I'm now in a position where I have to find ways to help uh, make things easier for my coworkers. Which is a good position to be in. Now, even though I'm the title of su uh, supervisor, these people are still my coworkers. Mm -hmm. They work with me. They don't work under me. They work with see, me. See, and see, this is why you're going to be fine. I'm nice to my coworkers, even though I'm technically their boss. Because guess what? They're going to do the things I ask them if I ask them. Instead of tell them. So if we're wrong to one girl, i got to tell her what to do. But she kind of likes it. Dominique? No, she don't work there anymore. Oh, Sarah. Thank God. <laughs> she quit a while ago. Um, no, but like... You're, okay, this is what's happening. You're in the tunnel of overthinking, and you're being jabbed on each side by apprehension and doubt. Kick them all out, take a nap. Uh, yes. Kick them all out and take a nap. Because you're freaking out about what you think's going to happen, and none of it's happened yet. I should be taking my own advice. One step of trying to, uh, first step of trying to uh, overcome anxiety is to work on the things that you know that you can handle. Mm -hmm. Two, uh, don't overthink too much and just follow uh, what you can do at your best ability. Because what you do may not be the uh, what is in, like the immediate solution, but doing your best still means, even if you fail, you did your best. Damn Skippy. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. I promise. You'll be fine. Well, I guess... I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing you in the suit. The gray suit? It's <sighs> <laughs> a good look. I'm, uh, well, we, I promise that we'll have to get two of them, so that way when the cleaners have to come pick it up, uh, one of them can be... Uh, Need to be cleaned. Always oh, gonna need to be cleaned. <laughs> yep. Makes him do the cat litter, the garbage, and the dishes in it. <laughs> yes. Calls you Alfred. <laughs> All right. Um, that was a spiral, but that's how these usually go. Yes. So. I think it's because once you get me chatting, I can't shut up. Yep. Oh, there is one other thing I wanted to mention. What? Okay. So I just wanted to tell you. Uh huh. That despite your insecurity over your perceived flaws, mm -hmm. at the very end of it all, mm -hmm. you are the best thing that has ever happened to me. In the entirety of my life. I can deal with that. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Give me the closing. Give me, give me, give me. You open. Okay. <laughs> I tried a little ASMR peep before this i don't think it worked well I'll have to we're gonna it. listen to it but mm. yeah well, I'll give i you think it. i was too 
nervous to do it. Well, what we're going to have to do is do a true testing is have you try to listen to it while sleeping. Before <laughs> you go to sleep. Um, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> you can find out more things at miterbump.com. M-I-G-H-T-E-B-U-M-P dot com. One word. If you have any questions, you know this is if you have any question, you can ask <laughs> on Twitter at twitter.com slash miterbump. And also to support this podcast, if you can support us, on Patreon at patreon.com slash miterbump. Thank you again. Tune in when the fuck ever for more ideas. Yeah. <laughs> the last part's not even next week anymore. It's a lie. Yeah, it's not even. It's well, an egregious lie. We've been uh, almost doing it more and more out of each week, like a month, month and a half. I know. So hopefully next week we'll have some more. It doesn't help that our whole house is completely disjointed. Well, we did, what, reorganize about three times already? <laughs> At least. Yep. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Thanks Miter for Bump. listening to our crap. I'm Mrs. Miterbump, and mm -hmm. this has been Pitching Ideas with Wifey. Thanks, guys. <laughs>